Hello, you are listening to Midtown Radio. My name is Danielle DeVoe, and today I'm chatting with Mary Abdel Malik Neal, founder of KW Junk Music and the 2019 City of Kitchener Artist in Residence. I'm fighting for my right to rest my head tonight. The ends barely me. I'm nearly on the street. I'm fighting for my right to rest my head tonight. The labels put on me are what Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm pretty confident that most of our listeners will have come across your work. You've been really prevalent in the KW music scene for the past few years. And just in case someone is tuning in for the first time from far, far away, how would you describe your creative work to someone who hasn't come across it before? Well, I would say that I situate my work as a community musician, as participatory music making. So I like to create music in community through collaboration by bringing lots of people together in order to create something unique and different and new uh, and exciting. And I do that in part through my organization, KW Junk Music, where we make instruments out of junk. We're basically trying to bring together community building and environmental advocacy together into one space and encouraging people to think about their sustainable practice and getting out there and being creative. So we make instruments out of junk, things diverted from the landfill and recycling plants. And we get together and I create what I call community compositions. Uh, People come together from all different walks and we talk about things that they identify with, uh, what they feel about their communities, their neighborhoods. For my residency, we really focused on how people felt about the city of Kitchener and their place in the city of Kitchener. And so we've produced a number of songs as a result of that for my artist in residency. And we're compiling an album that will be released shortly. So that's exciting. It's called Songs of Kitchener. Yeah, so I'm doing a little bit of that. And then on the other side of things, just for my own personal creative practice, I am working on an album called I'm Who I Am, which is basically bringing together narratives and stories of residences and their lived experiences of some of the things that are happening in our community because the region of Waterloo is growing at such a rapid pace. We're seeing that our small town community feel is kind of being challenged a little bit by our rapid growth. We're experiencing, I would say, some growing pains in the last five to 10 years that we haven't necessarily experienced before. And sometimes those narratives of people with lived experience get lost in the shuffle of this growth. And so what I'm trying to do is bring it to the forefront by doing so in in a musical way, because often music can seep into our souls and the message comes to us differently in a musical format than it would necessarily in a news item or an article that we read. And so that is a part sort of like my personal creative practice side of things. Yeah, and something that I find so fantastic about your work and also about the music scene in Kitchener-Waterloo generally is that artists are not toiling away independently in their studios. There's a real community focus to the music scene in this community. 
And I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit more. You're a creative person, you love music, you love being creative, but you really chose to focus that energy on things that also engage your community in really important ways related to sustainability or social justice. And so I'm just wondering how how it was that you came to that choice to position your art in that way. It's really interesting. I totally agree with you. I find that the KW art scene is so collaborative and everybody is trying to encourage artists to be their best selves and to produce their best work. I found I kind of fell into it haphazardly and it's because it's so welcoming, you know, artists in this community see someone who's doing something different and unique, and then they want to support them. They want to be part of it. They want to help bring it forward. And so really it all started when I started in the community music program at Laurier, and that was back in 2015. And the community music program really is situated in trying to make music inclusive and trying to bring people together and offer a welcoming space for music making to happen. So I took that and I was in it for a year or so and I had to decide what it is that I wanted to do and within my own community music practice. And one day I decided that, you know, as part of an assignment, actually, I was going to host a public event and get people together. And that public event actually happened on the City of Kitchener's Neighbors Day back in 2017. The City of Kitchener was so supportive of putting new ideas out there for Neighbors Day. And I said, well, I kind of want to host a junk music jam in the middle of Victoria Park. And they were completely on board. So I did that. I put a call out to my community, to my neighbors on social media saying, bring me your junk. And people brought me their junk. (laughs) Every day I would show up and on my front porch, there'd be some new thing that I to try to figure out what to make an instrument out of, which is really exciting. And then I hosted this event, which was really successful. We had over 60 people come out and just randomly jam with us. And then I posted about it on social media and the record had a picture of my event on the local section of the paper. And then all of a sudden, I just got a message from somebody who's like, I would love you to do this for my like theater production. And then it just kind of went from there. It was like, I did that. And then it was like, I saw you at this and I would really love for you to come and be part of our event or be part of our summer camp or be part of our school event. So it just kind of snowballed from there. It was almost like people saw it and there was an appetite for something that was different and creative and people wanted to be really supportive. And then it just kind of became a business that I never expected to happen. (laughs) An accidental business. Yes, that would be a good description, (laughs) but it's been very exciting and I've had such great opportunities and it has allowed me to get creative and it has allowed me to even divert and pivot a little bit more into my own personal practice after I got that connection into the community. Yeah, it was like a great starting point for lots of things. Yeah. And even as you were talking, I suddenly had this vivid recollection of being a child and the sort of rectangular styrofoam that you get under meat that could wrap elastic bands around it and create a little string instrument. And I I really recall doing that. And so I think, but people have this idea that, yeah, junk music, that's a great activity for children, but your project has really opened it up. It is accessible to all ages. And I've seen adults just jamming their hearts out on porches with you with their junk, uh, their junk musical instruments. And so how is it that you've been able to achieve that sense of fun and really pull a diverse community into this project? I think that I just pull on the, the strings of people who want to be children again and want to experience that 
sort of joy again. We often get caught up in all of our day-to-day responsibilities and all the things. And now you're just kind of being brought into a space where there's random things that no one knows how to play as an expert. There's no sort of like expectation of how well you're going to play this instrument or comparing it to somebody else because it's not really an instrument. It's something that you kind of create and put together. And I think that sort of childlike fun openness is something that we don't get to experience a lot as adults. We don't get that sort of chance to play as much. So I think what happens is a lot of adults come to this maybe with their kids and then their kids actually, they have a short attention span and they do their short attention span bit and then they leave and the adults are still there (laughs) jamming (laughs) with things. And so I think it's that element of play that we, we set aside in our society because of all the things that are going on. And especially now, you know, when we're all in isolation and things, we're always like, we are striving and wanting that sense of play. And that sense of play is kind of around us if we, we open ourselves up to it. And I think having junk there is one of those things that make people go like, oh yeah, like I never really thought of taking all my pots out. And even though your kids will probably do that, like go into their cupboards and take out all the pots and bang on them. And you're just like, ah, but you're just putting it all together and thinking, oh, well, if I like bang them in this particular order or pattern, it actually makes like a really great riff that you can like build on. So it's sort of that element of play. I think that you come and you get this opportunity to do that you don't usually get to. I think Extending from there, I do have a lot of people collaborating on what I would say are the songs that I'm working on that are specifically in the community. And I think people understand about community and community issues and our growth in our community. And I think it's that people really do want to tell their stories. And sometimes it's hard to figure out where to start to tell your story. But when you come and you have this sort of like, there's this kind of process in place that I've got going on where I interview people and I get information from the community. And then I share collaboratively with a person with lived experience to create these songs. There's an element of putting creativity in in a like a small package that is accessible for people. So you can be part of the process and not feel overwhelmed in the process because there's this whole community of support that is helping build your story in this musical way. I think it's a combination of play and a combination of just the support system and the process that comes into place when we gather together that will allow for people to play, but still feel like they have enough support to bring across the stories and the words and the music that they want to out of it. So it's a really like intricate balance. Yeah. And it has been so fantastic to watch community be built around this project. Um, And one thing that I think the music scene in Kitchener-Waterloo has also done a really good job of is pivoting during 2020. I mean, I think that at a time when we felt like music was going to disappear because we couldn't go to public concerts, I've actually probably seen a bigger diversity of local musicians over the past year than I had previously because so many musicians are just doing digital dissemination of their work, really creating concerts. Um, We have companies like Good Company Productions that are really creating platforms for musicians to constantly use. And also the city of Kitchener having regular concerts that they themselves support. And I just wonder with your project in particular, it's so outwardly focused. It's so community based as the music industry is kind of shifting right now and probably for the foreseeable future. How do you see that kind of community engagement moving forward? 
Yeah, so it has it definitely has had its challenges over the past year. We took a good chunk of that first part of the lockdown to really figure out like how we were going to continue the collaborations that we had to work on. So this involved figuring out how to do recordings virtually, how to collaborate with people and really give them a sense of the direction and the context of the music so that they were able to kind of in their own homes isolated from us because we can't get together in like a studio and just jam it out passing that information on in a way where they can understand the direction and be able to provide a meaningful contribution to that work it took us a little bit to wrap our heads around that and really get that in a few trial and errors but what i think it has done in a way is actually opened up the creativity of the work that's possible so you know you're all together and you get together and you're in a studio and you're working together to produce some piece of music a song whatever you often have it in your mind, like what you want it to sound like. And then everybody's kind of like as a composer and as a songwriter, and then people are kind of feeding into your vision. But now I have to describe my vision over Zoom and have this conversation and then leave it with them to see what they come up with. We're actually getting things that I didn't think of in my mind as what I wanted it to sound like because they don't have me in their ear telling them, oh, I think a little bit of this, maybe a little less this. No, they're just going out there and they are putting their own creativity and their own depiction of what they feel into the music. So it's actually like push the creativity a lot. I get things back and I'm like, oh, I never even thought about this. And now we can like incorporate it into our pieces. And the other half of that as well is that because we're moving on a virtual setting, we're not limited by people's availability and when they can like physically show up in a space, right? I can collaborate more with artists in Toronto and artists that are not in this community and even not in this country, which I've also done. So one of the songs from the Songs of Kitchener album is a song that's half English, half Spanish. And the Spanish singer is actually from Chile. So it has just blown open the possibilities to experiment, to collaborate in ways that we never would have done before because we were so ingrained in sort of the traditional standard way of doing things where everybody gets into the studio and like hammers it out. It's been very interesting and very exciting to be able to have that. I mean, it comes obviously with its challenges, but as we work through those challenges, we get to produce such really unique creative work. So very excited about that and the future possibilities and even very grateful to the Region of Waterloo Arts Fund who provided us some funding in order to explore and find ways to do that. So in a community, like we said, in such a supportive community, like there's even money in order to help us experiment and support our work in that way. Yeah. And I do often feel like there's a lot of talk about the Waterloo region being on the map because it has this tech sector and it has these universities, but often what gets missed in those conversations is the creative community that the region has and how vibrant it is and how much interesting work people are doing. Maybe on that more optimistic note, what are you hopeful about in terms of the future of the music scene in the region? 
I'm really excited about the potential opportunities to collaborate that has been brewing and that have happened and that continue to do so. Like I just recently completed an arts exchange with the MT space, which just gave paid opportunities for artists of color to explore and create and even in this virtual world that we're in right now. So like these opportunities that are growing and developing and that are becoming available to our community, I'm very excited excited to see. I'm also really excited to see the collaborations that can happen between artists now that we are shifting into this virtual realm a lot more. So the opportunity there is to work with artists that I've never worked with before, the opportunity to explore projects in new ways through virtual realms, or even just through the idea of how do we tell our story and do our music in just new and different ways. So that could be virtually, that could be ways to explore projects that offer more storytelling opportunities, way to explore projects that could bring more people in. How do we disseminate this information? Very excited to see how dissemination of music is going to look like in the next year. Because now when you are focused on local venues, your music tends to stay local. But as we have shifted into this like world of everything goes out on social media, everything gets streamed, everything goes online, there is more opportunity for music to get disseminated wider to a broader group. And so I'm really excited to see how that shift in dissemination results in very talented musicians and artists. How does that go out further than just our region of Waterloo after this? Yeah, and I think there are so many great opportunities for that to happen. And and that's part of what we've been seeing already with people really pivoting and finding ways to engage their communities. Great collaborations happening within the region, but also with artists outside of the region. So you had a really prolific residency with the city of Kitchener in 2019. What are your next steps for that project? So we're actually, we've actually taken all the songs that were produced in the community and we've recorded them in the studio. So we have studio recordings and that's all part of an album called The Songs of Kitchener. And that's set to be released later this year. And actually in March, we are going to be launching a youth art album competition with the Kitchener Public Library. And the goal is to get youth to listen to some of the songs that are online and available to be listened to, streamed, and have them draw, create, take photos, graphics design, something for the cover of that album. Again, want to keep this in the community. So it's open to youth in the region of Waterloo to explore their artistic creativity through their art, the story of their identity, how they feel about the songs, how they feel about the city of Kitchener. And we're very excited to launch that in March. Our listeners have loved hearing your stories. Where can they find your music if they want to hear more? For sure. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm also on Bandcamp. So you're able to find me there. If you want to follow me on social media for updates, my handle is at kwjunkmusic. My website is maryneal.ca. Awesome. Well, Mary, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks so much for having me. That was my conversation with Mary Abdel Malik Neal, founder of KW Junk Music and the 2019 City of Kitchener Artist in Residence. For more information about local music and artists, check out at Midtown Radio KW on Twitter and Instagram or listen live at midtownradio.ca. Thanks for listening. I-